This is Transparency, a podcast by Gender Dysphoria Alliance, hosted by Aaron Kimberly and Aaron Terrell. Each week we'll be joined by people who have personal or professional experience with gender dysphoria and physical transition. We'll also discuss how our trans experiences relate to the concept of gender identity. Join us for a compassionate yet heterodox approach to the question of trans. Welcome back to Transparency. Uh, we are joined today uh, by Mars, our friend Mars Fernandez. Uh, you were on. You're, you're actually our very first repeating guest. So, what a great sure. honor for you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, uh, but anyway, thanks for coming back, uh, Mars. We had you on, yeah, about a year ago. Mm-hmm. Um, at that time, you had kind of just just came out kind of spontaneously about the fact that for health reasons, you had decided to stop taking. Uh, testosterone and so i was kind of curious what what that's been like the last year for you how are you feeling yeah. what uh what what that's been like yeah well like i said uh just a second ago off the air you know just uh becoming a woman again <laughs> 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 i'm kidding god everybody's gonna watch this the uh, you know <clears throat> certain people are gonna probably take that out of context no um but yeah i don't know man like i guess reflecting back on the last two years i've been insane politically um, and also with my health, like, I don't regret doing that because at the time, like, I know that was the right thing to do. Um, over time, the subtle changes, but well, subtle changes that happen, um, you know, like, for example, I know that my face, the structure of it slightly changed and things like that. Uh, to me, they, st- they do stand out a lot um, to other people most people don't don't focus on that too much um and don't get what i'm saying i'm saying um so but that's a i guess that kind of brings me to like the the whole uh, i don't know kind of like uh getting to this point of being okay is that i just kind of try to refocus on why i started to uh, why i got off of testosterone and what came with that um you know, maybe focusing on those benefits versus uh, the the so-called benefits that uh, I think came from testosterone, which are for the most part, if not entirely, uh, I think most people agree with this, uh, you know, just based on what you want to see when you look at yourself in the mirror, your reflection. Um, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, your biggest concern at the time was, was your, your skin, um, has that cleared up now that you're not taking my psoriasis, uh, that has, it's basically at what 99% like gone. Um, especially my leg, which was by far the worst. Like I showed, I think I showed you a picture Aaron. Um, it was pretty nasty and it's, and it's gone. So yeah, I mean, it cleared that up a lot. I will say, um, the, relief of not i guess and obviously people might have a different opinion about this but the sort of relief of not like thinking about oh i gotta go next week and or in a week from now or two weeks from now i gotta i gotta remember to take my shot i gotta remember my shot it's shot day it's shot which you know everybody at first is like excited right because uh it's like this this thing that's going to totally change uh things that that make you feel dysphoric so, but over time for me personally, anyways, like that, it gets very exhausting. I, I hate having to keep up with 
with medicine, especially someone like me, I usually wait till like I feel dead to take like Tylenol. I don't, I don't generally care. Um, so, so those little things like are kind of huge. Like I don't have to worry about that. Um, I have not been to like an endocrinologist or a doctor since I've, you know, stopped transitioning. So, um, I don't know what my levels are that I will say, like, I'm, I'm not too sure. Uh, like my hair st stopped uh, falling cause I was definitely losing a lot of hair. Um, but, uh, I haven't gained like a lot of hair. Uh, so yeah, I don't know what my hormone levels are. They could be off. Um, I will say in case anybody's wondering, like I, I've never gotten a call from my endocrinologist to check on, on me and see how I'm doing. Um, which, you know, I'm, I'm not saying this because, Oh, I need somebody to check on me for, for personal reasons. But like, to me, I just out of sheer curiosity, I mean, I, I don't know, I, I would think they would want to keep track of these numbers and know whether or not this person went back on T, maybe with a different doctor or like, how's your health or your psoriasis get better? Because I did tell them that's why I was going to get off of it. But yeah, that doesn't really seem to, to matter, um, which ultimately is, is a big reason why I find it hard to go back on it is because like health wise, I feel like I've gotten a lot better. And then also um, it, it pains me to know that these people don't care. You're, they're just giving you what you want, but they don't generally keep track of you when things go bad. And that, that knowing that really sucks. And yet they seem so confident that everything is going so well for everybody. Yeah. And how would they even know that? Yeah, no, exactly. Um, and uh when yeah. you when you kind of first like brought up the the fact that you thought it was uh, that the psoriasis was hormone related and then you said that you'd seen other people who had that experience online you'd think the endocrinologist at that point would be like wow this is basically experimental medicine we're doing here I wonder you know if there could be like you'd think that she want yeah. would want to you know keep track of that you know it's in, yeah it's just yeah the stuff like that really it's it's crazy to me um, and just like over time I've reflected back on my experiences with these, um, uh, the surgeons, the, the therapists, the doctors, endocrinologists, and, um, just my interactions with them, they, they were kind of weird, you know, um, not too weird because I never lived like in a place like California, but they were definitely more leaning into the affirmative side. And, um, looking back on that now, it's, it's weird. Like my endocrinologist, one of the things I had, I had asked her once was, um, you know, switching from like, um, injections to like gel or, or other ways to, to put the testosterone in my body. And she had mentioned, uh, the, oh, the gel shots or not shots, but the, what are they called? Uh, you know, what I'm talking about, right. The, um, you the basically pad. rub it on the, oh, just the yeah. gel. It's like just a patch. The gel. Yeah. yeah. There's, yeah. It's like a gel patch. Yeah. But, um, just like, she she had said oh it's you know yeah that's not a big deal my husband uses that all the time and you know i'm like thinking well i mean is your husband a biological female because he's not right and so or is he just roiding out yeah because his wife's an endocrinologist <laughs> <laughs> yeah and um and it's just stuff like that that really rubs me the wrong way because okay cool like it works out for your husband but your husband's not you know, a trans man, he's not a biological female or whatever. Like, so obviously the impact of those gel patches or whatever are going to be different on, on him versus me. Um, but there's no thought in that because we're just affirming. And that, that really is like, 
besides my health, that's one of the reasons why I find it uh, really difficult to go back to doing all that because I just, the lack of care, um, it sucks. Like it, it makes me, it makes me question it more. Um, but at the same time, like I'm not, it's not like I don't have dysphoria. Um, I dread, I dread the day when things reverse so much to the point where, you know, I don't pass in society. And I know some people will say a bunch of stuff. Like I really don't care, but my, my experience speaks for itself. Like generally that's just how people see me. And it is weird to, to think about like re-entering society as the person, you know, I was like years ago. And even still, that's the other thing too, which has, uh, you know, and it's probably because of my experience with the whole, you know, um, not transitioning, right? Not taking testosterone is that this, this, the lack of like empathy people have um, and just the way they lash out at some of us, like, you know, um, it's really frustrating because it's not like everything goes back to normal. I mean, a lot of detransitioners talk about this, right? You, you detransition, but you're not, you're never going to get like the old you back. So um, it just, I don't know. I want people to think about that. Like even, even if, right. Cause people get pissed off. Cause I still use trans and I call myself a trans man and this and that, like you can get hung up on that. But the, the thing is like, I'm never going to go back to who I was like five years ago or whatever. It's just not going to happen. You know, even with, I don't know, laser hair removal and other stuff like that is not going to happen. So if I know that's not going to happen and also I really don't care to go back to that and I'm comfortable like this, like, why is that? Why is that such a problem for some people? And that's kind of like the most frustrating thing that I've felt late, uh, lately in this past year is like people getting so fed up with it, which I understand why, that they just forget that some people get off testosterone and they don't regret. I don't regret it. Like I'm, if I could go back on it, and know that things are going to be fine health wise, I would do it. I know what happens to me because of the psoriasis. So I'm not going to not gonna be able to do it. I don't know if that was a, a it's just no winning with the activists because I mean, now on one hand they say that, well, you don't even, you don't have to do any medical interventions to be trans. And yeah. yet, and yet if you go on testosterone and then stop taking testosterone and still call yourself trans, they're angry. Yeah. Like, I think yeah, they they're just angry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know, uh, you guys could probably relate to this too. Cause like, okay, we, in everyone in this room, we know that we're biological females. We know that we're females, you know, we, we know that, uh, but your day-to-day interactions with people in society is not what it used to be. It, it just isn't. Um, so it doesn't matter if like all three of us start calling ourselves women, you know, and just being like really, I don't know, tweeting about I as a, a woman or whatever, like constantly. If I, I could tweet about that and, and call myself a woman 24-7. But if I sound like this and look like this, society will generally still want to read me as being a man, even though biologically I'm not, because that's just how it typically is. I'm not saying that no one ever notices that I'm female, but what I'm saying is generally that's my experience. Um, which again, like I don't I don't know if you get you kind of get what I'm saying, like that whole we're like it puts me in a really almost gray area to where on some level I have detransitioned but on another level I haven't and it is kind of weird being in this place uh maybe I'll change my mind in the future I always say that maybe but um yeah I don't know like I I'm cool with where I'm at I'm just really I'm, I'm fed up like other people about everything like started I barely use TikTok I've started using it a little bit more often I talk about the transitioners on there. 
you know, my, my, my TikTok video gets, gets flagged over people that don't want to hear this. I had some, I, I couldn't even read all the comments because they took it down so fast, but a couple of comments were your very typical trans activist taking everything personal. One said, well, I never had any, you know, health issues. Okay. So what? It's not about you. <laughs> And then another person with she, they pronouns said, well, um, you know, uh, people didn't, there, there used to not be a lot of left-handed people, but then that became a trend too. Like, how is that an argument? <laughs> um, and so the, these people are, are the voice of the whole community, if we can even call it that. And it's just, uh, it's just really frustrating because I want to be able to speak about this stuff, but it also, you know, I'm not trying to get anybody's pity here. It also does suck that like, I feel like I get it from all sides, you know, GCs, gender critical, rad femmes, trans people, just everybody, like even rational so-called uh, trans people, like people just don't, they don't want to hear somebody talk about like transition in what appears to be a negative way. Um, and I also can't talk about this stuff in a way that, um, it, you know, me appearing the way I do, like, and that's, that's always really super confusing to me too, especially from people that are like, a woman can be anything. All right, fine. Then I guess I'll be this. Like, is that not okay? Um, so yeah, I feel like I'm really ran. I think I'm finally waking up and the coffee's kicking in. So just feel free to jump in. I'm rambling. Who I'm wondering what that what that quadrant is that that has an issue with you saying that you're a trans man, because obviously you're a female who exists in society as a man which makes you a trans man and you're just not actively taking hormones i'm like who i'm wondering who who is the the, the pop like the cohort who's taking issue with with that well i think um which obviously the a lot of a good amount of people want to push back on all of this by just not mentioning the word trans they want to refocus the conversation on man and woman um right. that there is no such thing as trans and on like I get that, but I mean there was a transition that happened, and I was a trans person. I in some level I am a trans person. Also personally, I find it beneficial to to refer to myself as a trans person because it does help me in the conversation too. Like I, if I could throw mm -hmm. it back in their face, um, but yeah, and I and I kind of get that they want to fight all of this stuff by um, just completely removing what trans is entirely and focusing on men and women, which I, I get it. I get the whole legal fiction is a problem, but again, I don't really necessarily agree with dismissing that our experiences did change. They do change. And these same people know this, this, this is a change that does happen with transition because the second a detransitioner comes out, they go on about how they have these irreversible changes and, they went through this and that. Um, so, um, so yeah, it, that is kind of frustrating that, you know, people that acknowledge what transition is when a detransitioner comes out and regrets it. Um, but then with somebody like me, it's like, oh no, like there is no such thing as like transition doesn't change anything and all this stuff. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. yeah. But all, yeah. all the problems people have with, with pronoun use, you know, like those that identify as trans, but do nothing to change yeah. their presentation, to give people visual cues for which sex and which pronouns they prefer. Yeah. And that causes people such cognitive dissonance, right? And, and that's something that we, yeah. we hear a, a lot in the GC circles is it's confusing that people just 
change their pronouns all the time or their pronoun doesn't match how they present and and that creates discomfort and confusion for people i feel like we would do the same thing if i walked around saying looking as i do saying i'm a woman use female pronouns that's going to create that same kind of confusion and awkwardness at this point no exactly it goes back to like you have to uh, in order to, and I've seen this from some accounts too, like just people are getting unhinged. So there was an account uh, called Gays from California or something against like trans, whatever. Um, and they were lashing out at a trans woman who detransitioned because uh, they were they were basically saying, you know, um, get surgery, move your 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 breast that you grew, um, and things like that. So. Yeah, that's easy to say, but that's 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 a that's going to cost money and time. Not everybody has the luxury of, you know, uh, detransitioning entirely and removing all this stuff. And some people don't want to. So it's also just so creepy yeah. to try to tell somebody what to do with their body. Yeah. Certainly medically, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, it is creepy. I just feel like um, people are losing losing the point here, the plot, whatever, uh, because they want to focus on certain aspects that. I don't know. It's like they want to take down any person that is associated with trans. And, you know, it used to be that there was a couple of people that were talking like this. And I feel like now it's becoming more often. And I just don't think that helps at all, because if somebody detransitions, where do they go? If the trans community is telling them, you know, that it's their fault, they're the problem and all this stuff. And then society is also saying, actually, no, until you fully detransition, yeah, we don't want you either. Like, what kind of message are we are we sending these people that might regret it? You know, I think a lot of what we're what we're seeing, like, kind of the 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 the, the fight and all the noise between the trans activists and then the the growing number of, of gender critics is the trans activists. As, I mean, this this they're losing this fight. That's, you know, that's already, you know, very obvious. Yeah. And they're, you know, it's a, it's like you want the death rattle or whatever, like they're, they're getting um, more rabid and aggressive yeah. and seem more and more um, insane uh, by each passing day. And I think the number of people who are willing to back that are shrinking as well. And so the smaller the numbers get, the louder those just crazed clinging on, clingers on are, um, but then on the GC side, those numbers are growing, obviously, as people kind of wake up to what's going on, get figured out. But still, I think what yeah. we're mostly seeing in like the Twitter sphere is the unhinged of the mm-hmm. GC element, you know. And so I think I think most people are are moving from this camp to this camp, but the vast majority are going to be still reasonable people who want, you know, this to resolve uh, you know, in the best way possible. And then, then there's just the angry deranged people in both camps who are the loudest. That's what I think is, is happening. Yeah. I think you're right. Um, the, the only thing I'll say is that, uh, I think most people are still going to be reasonable about, about all this. It's just really, it becomes really frustrating when these extremes actually come to life. Right. It's like when the right was saying about the left that, Oh, if we accept, gay marriage then they're going to come for our kids that was pretty why like why would you think that you know Mm -hmm. cut to like 10 years later now Mm -hmm. look where we're at um same thing can be said with people on the left that they were saying um you know again several years ago they were saying oh we can't you know these transphobes they want to completely take away 
transition, right? So like that seemed like pretty hyperbolic back then. And it wasn't something I came across very often, but now I see that mm -hmm. sometimes is being said where we start off with, well, we're worried about kids and women's rights. And now we're saying full on, let's just end the whole thing. And it's not that somebody can't, uh, you know, be against transition entirely, but is it really realistic at this point with so many people that have transitioned and detransitioned that regardless of whether, you know, they're still taking testosterone or, or whatever, they, they rely on a lot of this medical treatment that they've been stuck on for a long time to just say, no, sorry, we're just going to full on it's done. And I'm not saying this is happening now, but I'm saying like, that's very well could be the path that, that takes place. Um, but I mean, I am glad that like in the UK, all this stuff that's happening, you know, with the, the, the Tavistock gender clinic being uh, shut down. Now families are going to sue and eventually that's going to happen here. I just uh -huh. don't, again, I don't want people to forget that even detransitioners are going to need some kind of care, like with, with the, the healthcare. And I'm not saying, I don't think it should be called trans healthcare like that. I will say, sure. Get rid of that whole name. Cause it's re really misleading, but I just don't, I don't want people to forget that there are a lot of us that still need some kind of care. And that's kind of like my biggest concern now is that we're, we're forgetting and, and we can't forget. How is it playing out in, in your state? In North is it, yeah, is anything yeah. kind of happening as far as legislation or? Uh, not, to be honest, I haven't been paying attention to that in North Carolina, um, but it, I will say it seems pretty mixed here as far as views it's not too bad it's just when i get to cities that, that it's a little bit uh worse but i mean just conversations i like to i guess eavesdrop a little bit i don't know if you guys ever do that just sometimes i listen to what coworkers are talking about i don't usually uh, for the most part um ever since i moved here i don't i haven't told uh people that i've met in person through work that i'm trans i just Maybe, you know, only if we're going to get super personal, do I tell people, but I like listening to the conversations and what they're saying. Um, and mostly what I hear is people are like questioning, like what is going on with the LGBT, which again is another issue is that they see it as a whole thing. It's uh -huh. the LGBT. It's not like the radical trans people, but the whole group is becoming a problem and people are, are sick of it. Including cool, many that... LGBT people. Yeah. Yeah, including LGBT. <laughs> um, I'm what you're going going back to what you were saying about um, that people are going to continue to need care. One thing I, I I keep thinking about is, you know, I think I think I have I don't know what the numbers are. Have we reached kind of the the height of the of the transition wave? Like, are those numbers of people seeking transition going down? Do we know? I don't know what the, the, those numbers look like. But either way, I don't either. There's yeah, yeah it, there's still so many people, you know. Uh, transitioning and i've been saying for a long time is i think i think once we get to the other side of this there's gonna be way more people who regret it who were harmed than people who felt like they benefited from from transition and so on the other side of this and when we talk about you know like the, the activists the 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 hardcore gender critical activists who want to shut down everything related to trans and everybody live as their you know as a sex they were born as use you know those facilities and whatnot which i think is very is quite unreasonable you know, you know so certainly for uh, uh people who look the way the way that we do um but again even with the people who are going to to completely regret the the decision to transition the detransitioners 
still a lot of them can't undo that what's happened to them to yeah. the degree to always pass as as the sex that they are, you know? And and so I think we're going to continue to basically live in a society where there does need to be like a third, um, you know, a, a third option available, not just with when it comes to um, I don't know what I mean by healthcare with, as far as an option, but um, but it but as far as like um, to continue to cater to the trans population, even if it's all, you know, as they would like completely shut down. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Do you guys ever worry about uh, being on testosterone for so long and and any health issues that might come up? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. And like, have you uh, have you ever talked to your doctors about this? And like, what what do they say? Like when you're like, oh, I've been on testosterone for this long. Like, is everything like okay or whatever? I have not. No, I don't think they know the answers is the thing. Yeah, I, I don't think my doctor would really know either. I mean, he's he's encouraged me to stay on it. I mean, I would need to be on some form of, of synthetic hormones either way. Right. Yeah. So my body doesn't produce hormones. So for the sake of my bone health and stuff going on at this point, going off testosterone would also have potential health and potential negative health impacts. Yeah, so, it, so it's a little bit of a guessing game like what is going to be the the safest healthiest choice for me at this point see that's kind of something i there's a lot that i wish that they included with this whole trans healthcare but that would be one of them like if you're going to opt into taking testosterone there should be you know i don't know like a warning there where it says uh you know after 10 or let's say 15 years of being on testosterone you might be looking at you know these possible health issues um, but that's not really something that I, I wasn't told that, you know, I, the, the, the issues that they point out are very mild and yeah, I mean that it's, it's basically like somebody like, like you, Aaron, uh, you've been on it for a while. So whether you're on or off, it's like, damn, if you do damn, if you don't, you're still something could go wrong. I'm not saying that it will, but you, you never know. And that's another reason why I'm like, I don't, I don't know. The temptation is always there. I know people talk about like, oh, um, withdrawals and cravings. It's not like I, I, like I'm a drug addict over here craving it. I, I just, um, you know, I've when I, when I first got off of it, um, I think the hormone imbalance was making me really low energy and depressed, and it was horrible. And uh, over time, what I've noticed is as my hormones, I guess, stabilized, it's a lot easier to deal with. You know, even that one time a month when things get freaking weird, but it's not too bad, and I am lucky to where I don't have to, it seems like my body's able to produce hormones on, on their own still. So yeah, going back on testosterone would mean like I might, whatever window I had that I was able to like pick up on, I might lose entirely. And um, yeah, I don't know. It's really, it's really sucks. Um, I, I know that a lot of people like this, there's one, a lot of people will question, um, that uh, whether or not it's even worth it, like transition. Um, and to me, I mean, call me insane, but I'd still, I would still do it all over again. Like I, I would. Um, so there's a, there's obviously a lot of reasons to why I transition just as much as you guys, but looking back, like personally, my whole experience, um, and maybe it's because my health issues aren't as bad as other people's. And I got lucky in that sense, but I would, I would do it all over again because I like what it what it did fix with my dysphoria to you know some level. 
Yeah. Yeah. I'm in, I'm in the same position. It's like, I know this is bad for my health. Um, I don't know what, how bad, I don't know, you know, what the, what the actual um, negative uh, impacts will be in the long run. But, uh, but I know um, that when I consider, you know, undoing it, it's like, I yeah. can't really cope with that. You know, um, I, I feel, I you know, you. when I, when I, when I think about going like, yeah, would I make the decision all over again? Yes, I absolutely would. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I definitely get what yeah. you're saying. Yeah, no, I, I hear what you're saying. Like thinking about certain things that, uh, that would come back or whatever. Like it's, it's just really little things that, that just, um, uh, I, I don't know how to explain it to people, but you know, for example, like just my, my, uh, pants, like putting on my pants, like all of my favorite pants, they fit different now, right? Because my mm -hmm. fat distribution change, and yeah, that pisses me off. I like the way my pants fit. Now I'm like, cool. Well, uh, what should I wear now? Because I I like these pants. Um, so it's like little things like that that for you know your average person, it's probably not not a big deal. But to me, it's like, fucking bro, like can I at least put pants on? <laughs> like, <laughs> so um, yeah, I just you know I I honestly do like I over time I dread what could happen five years from now. But again, I, I just try to refocus on, okay, so Mars, you're telling me that you're more worried about the fact that you might not pass versus the fact that you might gain, you know, a longer lifespan, which ultimately it's what I opted in for. Like I said, I'm going to just stop this because it's hurting me. I'm going to do this. Um, but I mean, it sucks. It, it really does. And, you know, that's one of the things that my gender therapist said uh, when I, when I was, debating i didn't even go on testosterone with that therapist i was debating it and he said well you know isn't it worth going on testosterone even if it means losing some of your life <laughs> and uh no it, it wasn't worth it to me to to lose some of my life back then any more than it is today i was just so desperate and that was the only solution to my dysphoria so i took it you know and i think a lot of people take that chance because there's there's nothing else yeah. For, I think for, for some people, it feels like at that point, when you're desperate, it feels like a choice between a shorter life in which I have yeah. the chance to be happy or, or sorry, I've been saying that. Yeah. Shorter, shorter life where this is resolved versus a longer life of misery. Yeah. But how much of that desperation is, is what you're watching online and what people around you are saying, right? Because like when you keep hearing the same thoughts being echoed, like, Oh, this is giving me dysphoria if I don't do this, you know, I might die or my dysphoria would be alleviated if I just do this. Like you hear that all the time, like, Oh, transition alleviates dysphoria, like 24 seven, you hear that. So then you start to believe it alleviates dysphoria. And yeah, to some degree it does for some people, other people, maybe it fixes it entirely. I don't know, but there's a lot of people that it just doesn't do it. It doesn't help. So these narratives that we have to repeat over and over again, just, yeah, that, that is part of the problem. But at the same time, like some people are like, you know, don't, you know, this gender dysphoria alliance and what Mars is doing on YouTube, like, this is bad. Like, don't do it. You're also, you know, uh, conditioning people to believe that a trans person is, is a real person. And it's like, well, I mean, transition is a real thing. Like, you don't have to call us trans, but there is such a, a thing, you know, it is possible to transition when by that, I mean, to take testosterone or estrogen it is possible to masculinize or feminize your appearance that is real so on some level we are real people like not liking that we're calling us you know trans <laughs> on some level yeah on some level <laughs> i'm trying to be generous here you know but you know you don't have to call us trans and I, I i've never said like you have to call me he him i don't care 
call me whatever you want. I might not like listen to you if you're an asshole, though, but you can call me whatever pronouns. It's whatever. My, my point here is, is that, you know, transition, there is some meaning behind that. And we can't just like generalize everything because it really doesn't help. And these extremes, it kind of scares the shit out of me. Sorry, I, I think I've cussed twice now. Um, oh, but yeah, like I, the these these extremes are are, are bad um, because I don't know about you guys, but there's been uh, like especially earlier this year um, when when I was dealing with some drama stuff, like the amount of crap that I was getting, it really d- did just make me mentally want to like just not even talk about this stuff. I wanted to just check out, and I wanted to just immerse myself more in this, you know trans identity um and that's what these people do i've you know there's 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 like two people that i've interviewed on my channel that have disconnected as far as i am not in um i'm not in contact with them one of them i don't know where she went she had detransitioned um there's people that have said that they went back to transition i don't know another one i know that he went back to it's a female that is a, a trans man went back to transition and some of what they said that I, you know, I looked on their, uh, their TikTok, they were saying how a lot of the things that people were saying in the, the GC side was really impacting them and they just were feeling awful. And so again, this is my point here. If you're too extreme, you're just going to push people in the wrong direction. You know, the, the, and I say wrong direction, I'm saying that from the GC perspective, they think the wrong direction would be to you know, transition. Okay, fine. Well, you're, you're not helping by being extremely, you've got to like, chill out. This doesn't mean like be kind, you don't have to be kind, but the way you deliver your points, like it does become hurtful mm-hmm. and not everybody has thick skin. So you're saying that this person was a detransitioner was kind of in the detrans GC kind of, uh, uh not, too much in the G- not too much oh. in the GC, but they okay. had detransitioned. Okay. Um, but I remember what they were saying was basically that they just didn't like the way that they were feeling. Um, you know, there, there's probably other reasons to de- to transition, but a, but a lot of what they said was, you know, the, the, the things that the GC side was saying, the way that they were like, you know, treating them, they, they didn't like it. And, and that, that, that can't be a problem too. That's all I'm saying. To be- like basically run back into the arms of the, of the trans, uh, yeah. the trans tribe. Yeah. 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 And of course the trans activists want to, you know, frame all of that as well, gender is fluid. And when you're on this journey, you can transition and then detransition and then trans retransition. And but I, I think and I can't remember who it was that came up with that metaphor. And I would love to be able to credit the person, but I don't remember who said it, but they refer to it as like a, a boat. If you had like a boat and you push oh, yeah. off you push off of one I shore. That. Yeah. I that was, was somebody that, that commented to I think something I tweeted. I don't know. It's a guy. I don't know who is uh, username, but I remember you talking about because they basically, the, yeah, that that analogy was really useful. They they said what yeah, the, it, if you're on a boat, it, you're swimming to an island or something like that. Yeah, so if I think of it as a river, and you, so you you push off of one shore with the expectation that the the other side is you've transitioned to the opposite sex, and what nobody tells you is you push off of one shore in this boat, and you never actually reach the other side, but you also can't go back you know, to, oh. to where you left off of. So it's, it's this beautiful uh-huh. metaphor. I think it yeah. I made mean, beautiful meaning just well, well stated and accurate, right. not positive, but, <laughs> yeah. but I think people get caught, you know, stuck in floating in this boat, you know, when you can't, you never reach the shore that you thought you would get to and, and you can't go back either. And I think that's what happens is that people 
people yeah. get to a place is like, oh, well, I'm, I'm never, I'm not, this isn't doing for me what I thought it would, but I also can't, can't go back. And I think that's why we sometimes see people swinging from one side to the other. But I think what I would add to that metaphor is that on both shores, you got these crazy people with frothing at the mouth, yeah. you know, <laughs> and, and neither of those groups looks very attractive. So maybe floating in the middle in this boat is the best <laughs> option. Yeah. I think uh, also just like with the whole um, Tavistock thing, the families that uh, are going to be suing. I also think the more people come out and start suing, more detransitions will probably come out because I, I often wonder how many of them are just silent because yeah, I mean, speaking out is not going to gain you any friends. Uh, you're just going to get a lot of hate. But when that starts happening here in the United States, I, I can see, well, way more over than a thousand. I think it's going to be way more than a thousand. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I'm curious what, a lot more. what that'll do to the WPATH standards of whatever. <laughs> Unlike it's, it's not the standards of care. Like I standard, care. <laughs> standard and care should both yeah. be. <laughs> like I'm still blown away by the fact that they included Unix in that. Like standards of, like that is so insulting. Standards of care, Unix um okay yeah but yeah. i'm supposed to be hurt when you call me a woman <laughs> but you right. want to call me a eunuch <laughs> what <laughs> that's insane <laughs> dude when are those going to um, be released i don't know the they were supposed to be released in time for their symposium in they'd have holding a conference in montreal yeah and it's so that's supposed to be released by then and i thought it was sometime in august that that conference was happening but Mm -hmm. Okay. I wonder how many times they had to uh, hit the pause button because they're like, hold on a second. What's happening in the UK? Because I'm sure they're seeing that and they're like, well, okay, well, we don't want that to blow over here. So uh, there's no way they'd be taking this long if they weren't re rethinking things based on what they're seeing happening in other countries. I don't know. know, just because that, that it's so it's so activist captured and activist mm -hmm. run, I think. And I was spending some time in some radical trans spaces and they're just blasting WPATH as being uh, transphobic, essentially. You know, like the, 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 the yeah. standards eight don't go nearly far enough. And how are we ever going to forgive WPATH for this? They're betraying us. <laughs> it's like I've even so, heard a conspiracy theory that um, WPATH has been infiltrated by the Christian right that is making them gatekeepers. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> and if you if you if you read if you read the, the draft of of eight, there's no gatekeeping. There's just yeah, like basically really hormones isn't. and vending machine. Yeah, it's it's. I I don't know how you can read that from from that document. Yeah, I don't know how possible this would be, but at the very least, I mean, I would prefer that we just get rid of the W path and, and do something else because it's not based on care. But I wonder how hard it would be for. Okay, fine. There's a W path. And then there's this other book of guidelines that people could use too. Do you see what I'm saying? Like two options. You could either go down the W path or, or this other guideline. Like why can't there be, you know, a group of experts that are actually trying to base this, um, you know, science off of facts and, and, and do their own thing. Like would that 
I don't know if that's possible. It you seems get, you like get it what would, I'm saying? It seems like it would lead to the eventual end of all of this and, and settle things if, if, I mean, it's sort of a free market idea, I guess, right? Is people can set up clinics based on a standard of care that they feel is the best one. So you'd have some clinics like Planned yeah. Parenthood just handing stuff out like candy and you'd have others that were set up with more assessment and psychotherapy and more of a wraparound whole, whole care. Yeah, I think it's going to be evident pretty quickly which of those models serves people better if all of the detransitioners are coming from one of those streams and not the other speaking of handing out like candy um i don't i don't know if any of you follow matt walsh i know sometimes he has some uh, annoying takes but uh i did see it was from his page or libs of tiktok um that there's this one trans activist with a pretty big following um i think they're maybe a professor too or something like that but they've been actively like tweeting out about you know providing uh, providing uh, medical transit, not medical, trans- like testosterone or a- HRT basically for any youth that that needs it. <laughs> and so they've been blasting this person because I mean, that they're saying like, oh, this is basically trafficking. Um, and it really is kind of insane how so many of them, I mean, I'm trying to avoid use that, using that G word because I don't want your, your video to get flagged or anything. So I'll use conditioning instead, but it is pretty insane how many of them are just openly like, trying to condition these kids and give them what they want. Um, especially considering a lot of these people that want to do that, they're, they're not doctors, but they're the first ones to tell you uh, the gender dysphoria alliance that what you're talking about doesn't make any sense. And it doesn't have value to it because you're not an expert. You're not a doctor. Uh, meanwhile, they're just like, Hey, DM me and I'll hook you up with some uh, HRT. <laughs> that's, that's nuts. Yeah. I, um, I uh, was seeing on Reddit, someone was, uh, it was a 13 year old poster talking about how she was on testosterone. And you know that that wasn't prescribed or at least I can't imagine it would be, I mean, if anything should be on puberty blockers, not, not actual testosterone. Um, so it's like, where, where does she get, I, and somebody reached out to me uh, via DM, uh, her, her 15 year old was taking uh, testosterone and she had no idea where she was getting it. And they weren't in a state where she could have gotten to gotten it from a Planned Parenthood even. So it's like, these kids are just, yeah, young, young teenagers are having, you know, basically getting <laughs> somebody on the internet is sending them, is sending them testosterone, which is, yeah. It's alarming. It's pretty scary. Is it a con- considered a controlled something, substance yes. in the U.S.? Yeah, it is. It is yeah. here as well. Yeah. yeah. But, but that's also the issue with like just flat out banning is that people will still find a way to do this stuff. So, so mm-hmm. banning is probably not a, a great option. And that, that goes for a lot of things that are up for de- debate now, you know, even abortions and stuff, not that I want to get into that, but it's like, you can't, when you just flat out ban, like you got to give reasons and options or something because banning it just creates more extremes. And then people do it anyways and find worse ways to do it. Because why would you want a 15 year old to be getting HRT through a friend or a teacher or something when, you know, you don't know as a parent and now their hormones, le- hormone levels are off and, uh, absolutely insane especially thinking about like when i went on testosterone the first time like that's that's pretty uh, uh intense changes there that i wish i had known about in some level i know. agree with you i think that <laughs> yeah i think bands would just push even yeah. worse practices and you'd, mm-hmm. you'd have sort of organized crime trafficking hormones next right and it's like yeah and they yeah. have a righteous fury about it too you know yeah I think when going back to like the the the, the radicals and whatnot, I think yeah. I think we're gonna what we're gonna see is, and and basically 
what we were talking about uh, the, the different medical uh, avenues for handling this being you know uh, you know open season or or restricted access um i think i think the the activists and all the noisemakers online are going to be less impactful to where this is going mm. um than the the detransitioners and all the lawsuits that are going to come and all the um I think it's going to be. I think I think the trans healthcare system is going to fall because of court cases and because and because the the, the general public will like as Aaron you're saying like this this critical mass is essentially building and I think pretty soon it's going to be visible to your your average person who's not on Twitter watching people yell at each other but is just a just a regular person who you know watches maybe regular news or whatever. But um, but I think yeah, it's gonna it's gonna start to crumble with when people start to realize all of the harm that's been caused, and I kind of think that it's going to be the right wing position to one hundred percent ban it all that there will be no, um, yeah. and then I think ultimately it's going to be the left wing position that transition should be allowed for a a very tightly tightly um uh, uh well well definitely adults yes yes but um um. Uh, what's the word? Regular, rigorously um, regulated, regulated, and uh, but screening like intensive therapy, intensive be treatment, to, to and like just yeah. right, right. But I think, I think, I think it's going to be. I, I don't know how long it'll continue to be a political issue the way it is right now, and I think ultimately it'll kind of mellow out, and that the right wing is always going to be completely against it is what I'm kind of envisioning, and then the left wing position will be. You know, again, carefully regulated transition of adults when. Yeah. Um, There's still. No, you're, I think I agree with what you're saying. And not think, this anarchy um, system of trans yeah. care as we currently have yeah. it. Yeah. I think, um, yeah, it will become, I, I think it'll inevitably become like a right, right wing position to just want to end it um, because of all the chaos that has come from it. But I think, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Cause sometimes, like even still, and I, I get it, it's just Twitter and it's online. Um, I still mostly get people uh, who are reasonable saying, you know, good thing or kind things to me when I speak out, um, even conservatives. So, so I, I think you're right that it could become that, but I think most people just don't, they don't, they don't want to get involved with the LGBT stuff because they don't care. And I mean, they don't care as far as like, most people just believe that you do whatever you want. Just don't like push your ideology on me. Um, because most of my interactions, when I see comments from people, it's mostly just brand your average person saying, Hey, thanks for you know, like being honest about it. You know, like that's it. Um, but I wanted to ask you guys actually, uh, the, the early years of you speaking out or getting involved in all this discourse, were there some things that you believed to be true back then that you no longer believe today? Absolutely. I when I first started going talking about it, I was basically true scum in that I believed like <laughs> I was really trans, you know. Yeah. Like I had I had this, you know, you know, the, the this this real condition that that, mm -hmm. you know, and then and then who were being harmed were the people who were not trans, you know. Those are the yeah. people who needed to be, you know, well, we all needed to be screened, but um but my thinking was that um, that yeah, just just you know, you you know, general adolescent you know with whatever whatever ailment or being you know 
shuffled down this this transition mm-hmm. pathway and i was like that's terrible they're not they're not trans they're being harmed you know yeah. and um that was my position initially that yes there were those of mm-hmm. us who are who are really trans and then those who are being falsely falsely medicalized i relate to that a lot um so much yeah i uh i really thought it was i don't know i really was convinced that it was a medical condition um Entirely. And I'm not saying that dysphoria isn't because, I mean, I don't think, I think most people that have dysphoria have dysphoria. I don't, or well, and Aaron and well, I, actually Aaron, some people didn't, but the, the yeah. episode that's going to drop uh, tomorrow, Aaron and I are actually mm-hmm. kind of, there's a lot of it is about like kind of the biological basis for dysphoria. Yeah. They're, you know, basically, you know, how, how much hormones probably pay, play a major role in the development of dysphoria. Yeah. Um, but yeah, anyway, sorry, go on. So there is like, no, no. basically what I'm saying is there is sort of a legitimacy to the whole a trans person, but not in the way we understand it in, right, in yeah. that perspective. No, I agree with that. Um, I just think that uh, for that group of like the, the true scum, um, that belief system becomes just as like insane as the other side, the, the two cutes, um, because one side believes that you are who you say you are. The other side believes that you are, the, you know, a true trans person because you have a medical condition. And I do think, again, like dysphoria, yeah, I agree. That's not, you can't really identify as having dysphoria. Like you just have it or you don't. But so much about wanting to transition um, isn't sometimes based on dysphoria. Sometimes it's based on just, you know, internalized like homophobia, misogyny, or like society, the way they treat you, or, you know, uh, you were abused when you were five or, uh, you know, so many other reasons. And, uh, but it is crazy because like, I remember early, I don't even think I had transitioned at this point, but I would watch this guy's um, videos and he was always so stressed. He was a very passing trans guy and he was always stressed out because he was stealth and he would make these videos really quick and talk about how, you know, his day was at work and how he thinks that some of his uh, coworkers might be thinking something's off about him. So he's going to have to move this. This guy would like leave jobs, totally like relocate. And I thought at the time, like, I was like, yeah, I think I, I was like, man, why don't you just like be open about it? Jesus. Yeah. Um, and I also remember him talking about like, he's, he's going to get bottom surgery, um, what his plan is. And he would talk a lot about how he's going to say that, you know, he has this like a medical condition constantly. Um, and I thought, you know, I didn't think too much about it back then because I was so consumed by this idea that I too am a true trans, but I definitely thought like, that's kind of odd because you don't have a medical condition on your phalloplasty penis. Like you, (laughs) that's different, you know, but his idea was he's just going to tell everybody that he has scars on his chest and he has this, you know, neo penis or whatever that's different than a biological males because he has a medical condition. Um, And so like looking back now, Does does he think that there's no other trans people in society? This was like, like that's the only this was way like that, that would five make years sense. ago. Though. This is like okay, five or six years ago, but yeah, no, you're right. Like he, I, he was really stressed out. And I just thought, man, I'm never gonna be. I don't want to be that stressed out because I'm trans. Yeah. Um, it is very, yeah, like it's a very, it's a, it's. I was gonna cuss. Anyways, I'm not gonna cuss, but yeah, it's just crazy because, um, we we throw these words around like, okay, it's. Do you know it's a medical condition? Like, if you don't know, then why are you? Why are you acting like it is? Um, yeah, it's like you have to, in order to to be trans, whether you're true scum or not, you truly have to come up with like 
reasons as to why, because you'd rather not look at, you know, well, we're not told to look at our past, but I don't know if that, that makes sense. It's just insane looking back at uh, where I was to now. Um, like even things like I used to, man, I used to have to explain myself so much on this one when uh, feminists typically would be like, what do you mean living as a man? Um, and I'd be like, well, you know, I'm, I'm not, I guess I'm not living exactly as a man because, because I'm not like a biological male. So then I would change it. And I'd be like, well, we're living like as a, as a, you know, a trans man. And then it would be like, well, what do you mean living as a trans man? And um, so I don't know if, if that was one for you guys, but for me, that was something that over time I, I, I kind of let detach from because for a while I thought a thousand percent living as a man but then if you're like a thousand percent living as a man then don't you in some way believe that you're a biological male if nothing's unique about you and so i and i say unique as mean as far as like being different from biological males but now i'm like okay like i'm truly you know just a, a female that took testosterone and this is how i look so really i'm living through life as a female that has taken testosterone like that's you know and yes Socially, I, I pass as being like one of the dudes, but my experience is still different because of that, you know, like going to the bathroom and things like that. Like it's a different experience because I'm not living as a man and, you know, you get what I mean? Like I'm living as as a female and because I am a female. I wonder and how been, even yeah. biological males would answer that question, though. I mean, do, do they feel like men? Like what what does that mean? Living like as a do, man? Yeah, what, are they living yeah. as men? Like it's. Yeah, I have had that conversation where somebody was like, I, I said something about since I've been living as a man, or I use that that terminology, and yeah. I, I'm comfortable with that terminology because what I mean is is well, I'll go back to what the, the what he said was okay. he's like, well, I'm I'm a male, like, and I, I don't know what it means to 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 live as a man, um, other than the fact that I'm you know a man because I, I'm an adult male. Um, which is, yes, that's correct. But what I mean by living as a man is that society perceives you and therefore treats you as if you were a man. And that's a very different experience yeah. than being per than society perceiving you and treating you as if you're a woman. Um, so that's what I mean is living like, yes, I am female. I know that I am female, but yeah, I think when you say I, to it, I live as a man yeah. and that I exist in the world as if I were a man. Mm. That's fair. I get what you're saying. Cause like socially, I, fit in that box like whether people want to believe it or not like that's where I, I blend in but I think that when we say things like living as a man um people perceive it as it being based on stereotypes oh like what do you mean living as a man like you do manly things like that's what you know um and so I kind of see I watch like football at the sports issue. bar at the sports bar every night that's how <laughs> yeah. I know I'm a man yeah <laughs> so I think that's what uh, how they perceive it so but I mean there are situations in my life where you know, I might be living as a man, but some situations I'm like, this is definitely not like a man situation. <laughs> <laughs> like I won't get into it here, but let me tell you, it's clearly some female stuff is happening to my body. So yeah, I don't know. It seems to be mostly, would you say that that the, uh -huh. the criticism of that language of living like a man, does that mostly come from the feminist quarters? Yes, it does. Um, yeah, which again, I kind of I, I agree with them on some points, but other time, but other times I I don't, you know. Um, well, I think it's also specifically gender critical feminists. I think that's important to point out because yeah, a lot of them yeah. object to the concept of gender 
regardless of the trans thing, right? So they're they're objecting to the, the the categorization of man and woman in society, essentially, in any way that's separate from or that's unrelated to actual bio, biological sex. You know, like they're they're adamantly against gender. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, you're right. Uh, that's good for pointing that out. There is a difference with like there's there's now a specific group of gender critical feminists, so that is slightly different. Um, but I think. Uh, yeah, a lot of it just comes from like they don't believe in the gender stuff, like you said. Um, but I don't know. I actually I, I lost my train of thought. I Sorry, thought. I interrupted you with my no, 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 my excessive defining me. <laughs> no, it's fine. Um, you could uh, well, someone else can talk because I, I totally had a brain fart. <laughs> it's my bad. Um, but yeah, I don't know where I wanted to go from there. Good job, Aaron. Yeah, yeah. This is exactly why. If anybody was wondering, this is why I left Alliance. This is why. <laughs> <laughs> I like how people still wonder that. <laughs> uh, Do but, they? Yeah, some people like I had got asked that um, on my YouTube. Like, interesting. People replied to my community posts, and I'm like, I mean, it, just because, like, don't worry about it. It's none of your business. <laughs> oh man. It's a difference to... of artistic direction. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I uh, looking at like what I'm doing now. I I don't think I would have had. I don't think I would have given you enough time that that you need from me anyway. So it ultimately worked out for for the best for now. Well, who knows? Maybe in the future I'll be like, hey, let me get in on that. But right now, like, <laughs> like we're good. Um, yeah. But yeah, I uh, yeah, your latest videos are fantastic. So you're really doing good. doing good oh, work thanks. there. Yeah, you know what's funny is that some people don't know if it's satire. Like I literally, <laughs> they uh, on the uh, the one where I'm clearly mocking a a certain gender critical feminist, I pinned a tweet uh, a comment there. Someone literally asked, "Is this satire?" I said, "Absolutely, like <laughs> it is." Um, but yeah, like I, like I was telling off the air. I mean, I don't know. Some people like I get it. There's a lot going on that we should be pissed off about, but also like we gotta just laugh at this stuff because it's so ridiculous, you know. And uh, yeah, I don't know. Tell don't us know. about the the new show that you have. You have a new channel. You've partnered oh, yeah. up with a friend, and yeah, yeah tell us about okay. that project. Yeah. All right. Well, he'll get very happy because he uh, he's always like, "Hey, why don't you just talk about a bullseye?" Anyways, <laughs> so yeah, no, I, it's just like a side thing, honestly. I just uh, I feel like my, my channel, uh, you know, at Upper Hand Mars. I I haven't done a podcast episode in a while. Um, so which is why actually i appreciate what you guys are doing because i'm like well at least somebody else is talking about the stuff because i i needed a mental break and then i also sometimes felt i don't know if you guys feel like this but sometimes i feel like well what more could i add to the conversation how many more times can i have this conversation about transition like people already um so i got kind of exhausted so um i appreciate what you're doing because i'm like somebody else is carrying the <laughs> the weight of this um but yeah so i i just i I mean, generally I have conversations there and then I make videos. Sometimes I analyze stuff, but a lot of times lately I've been just really needing humor. So I've been uh, doing these dumb skits. Um, but uh, this other channel that's really small right now, uh, but it's with my friend Justin and we just talk about, I um, mean, you know, all kinds of stuff. I guess mostly it's like about current events. Uh, it's called the Bullseye Report. Um, it's yeah, on YouTube and um, not everybody that watches this channel is going to like what I'm saying there. So uh is your warning sorry but <laughs> yeah politically i'm fed up uh so just in case anybody's wondering like a lot of people think i'm like a right winger I, I honestly at this point like every other day i feel like i'm borderline anarchist I, I, like i'm so done with everything so 
Um, but I'm not, I'm not an anarchist. I'm just like, I hate, I hate politics. Politics are dumb. Um, I don't like how everything's politicized, uh, but yeah, that channel talks about that. Um, when I just keep putting TikToks out until I get banned, I guess <laughs> I saw you guys are putting, uh, did you guys, have you guys gotten flagged for anything that you're posting on TikTok? There was one, uh, our little clip of an interview from Michael Bailey was uh, originally flagged and taken down, yeah. but I appealed it and got it reposted. What were what were you specifically talking about in that clip? It was something very like mild, wasn't it? I yeah. don't know what it was. I don't remember either, but yeah, it was very it's so strange. Quite a benign. It could it clip. could have just been autogynophilia. Just the mention of it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or even just Mike Bailey himself, right? Yeah. Like, that's yeah. <laughs> I follow I followed up when because uh, we had interviewed um Alice Drager after we interviewed Michael Bailey. And yeah. uh, so when, when the Michael Bailey clip got taken off of TikTok, I followed it up with a clip from Alice Drager <laughs> <laughs> talking about how Michael Bailey was slandered. And <laughs> oh, man. Oh, That's beautiful. good. Uh, you got it appealed, though. Um, yeah. TikTok's a rough one. Uh, it seems like people flock to the comments. I don't know how many comments, uh, if you guys get comments very often, but uh, man. It's pretty, pretty bad, but the pushback what are you doing that on TikTok? I'm, oh, go on, Aaron. Oh, just the, the pushback that I'm seeing from, especially from within the LGBT, like, uh, it seems like a lot of, one of the ways that people are pushing back on the craziness that's happened within the LGBT is that people are coming forward saying that they don't believe that gender dysphoria exists at all. And that, yeah. that concerns me. It's like people that say also that trans, transphobia isn't real. Yeah, I mean, mm -hmm. which, I mean, sometimes it is a case of homophobia, but like, yeah, um, that that's kind of the problem. Like, dysphoria isn't real. Like, I, I know for a fact that uh, I'm not imagining this. So, um, I know that I'm not a biological female, or I, I know that I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, edit that. <laughs> no, actually, leave TRA it right no. here. <laughs> <laughs> actually, leave it in. Screw it. Um, I'm sure like some GC people will have a ball with it. Um, no, I, I, you know what I mean? Like dysphoria being a real, I, I think the problem is that so many people claim to have dysphoria, but they're just uncomfortable with certain things. And then it's like, how do you, how do you know it's dysphoria and how do you know it's like, just you're uncomfortable with, you know, certain things. Um, but yeah, that, that kind of stuff, I, I can't stand it. Like saying that dysphoria isn't real, like, come on. People um, do that with other mental health conditions too, though. Like how many times have people said, oh, I'm so true. OCD because they really like their house to be really clean, right? So people do misuse yeah. clinical words and, mm -hmm. and distort their meanings, but I, I probably not to the same degree that it's been harmful. Yeah, but then a lot of it has to do with like how this whole like weird identity crisis people are having now where, you know, everybody on their profile, they have pronouns and then they also have that, you know, they're, on the spectrum they're autistic they have this sport like they just have all of all of that stuff there so then well i mean yeah why would you believe that certain things are real when people are identifying into it you know it really loses its value just mm -hmm. like transphobia is pretty meaningless to some degree because people are just calling everybody transphobic so yeah yeah it's just it's just when people when i hear people say that transphobia isn't real and it's clear that what they're doing is justifying being an absolute asshole to somebody yeah. because they're trans you know um so yeah i think that's kind of how it's being used right now yeah but i don't know uh, again I, I i will stand by 
still today, even despite how, how escalated things are, most people generally just don't want to be bothered. And they also don't want to want you to interfere with kids. That's the bottom line. Your average person just like wants you to like F off. Um, but there, there's like, you know, a little fringe group that's becoming pretty radical. Um, I say this from all sides, right, left, whatever, like it is becoming radical. Like, you know, when I see certain people on the GC side, like just going off on a man in a dress who is not even saying he's trans and you're assuming he's trans, like that, that to me is a problem. It's like, or Vanessa Vogue yeah. telling you that like basically taunting you to kill yourself for no other reason than because you're that, trans. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, uh, I don't see the point. Like, what is that? Yeah. What is the benefit there? You know, I mean, it's just, it's a really weird take. Um, I don't think, like, I understand, like some people need to like, I don't know. I just don't agree with like bullying everybody that you think might be trans. Um, I also don't really agree that bullying is the way to go about it either. Cause I'm not, I'm not trying to have that on my, you know, uh, on my plate. Like, I don't want to be the reason people are harming themselves. Um, but yeah, it's just, again, like people are losing, uh, people are forgetting that gender non-conforming people exist, including people who are on the GC side <laughs> and are like saying, bring back gender non-conforming people. But yet those same people are like, no, this man in a dress, like, bro, pervert. Like, he's a problem. <laughs> yeah, pervert. <laughs> I'm like, he could just be a gay guy in a dress. Like, who cares? Yeah, one of the challenges of getting people um, to kind of wake up to the to the situation too is people are just so sick of hearing the word trans. Like, they just me too. They're just I'm <laughs> yeah, I am too. But yeah, so so people are just they're maxed out with how much their yeah. their their bandwidth of being able to listen or. They're, they're just done, right? They just want everyone to just shut up about trans yeah. and gay at this point. So to get people engaged in hearing about the crisis that's happening, people are just tuning, tuning out. Yeah, uh, I, I really am sick of the word trans. And I know that makes me sound like a hypocrite, but I'm like, it, it gets thrown around a lot. Um, so yeah, I mean, but again, in talking about my experience and stuff, I guess what, call myself a transitioner? like the detransitioners like say detransition I, I don't know it's just i don't want to get lost in, in all that um it's there's a there's a reason to it i don't know i i the way people want to like like fight this is it there's so many different takes like some people want to like just call everything trans so that you understand that this is the problem is is all these trans people like i like i saw i saw that uh christopher rufo who fights this stuff really well i might have talked about this before but he he really uh raises awareness on like you know the conditioning that's happening in schools and stuff and he was talking about like uh the drag queens and story time and, and nightclubs with kids and, and whatnot and he was starting saying we should just call them trans queens and stuff and i'm like okay so it just becomes this thing like now we're going to use trans as a weapon you know um which is crazy because Again, this is stuff that <laughs> these extreme leftists would say. You're weaponizing, you know, the transition. You're weaponizing this and that. And it's like, no, they're not. And now it's like, <laughs> you're doing what they said that you were going to do. Come on. Um, I don't know how people don't see it. it it's yeah. so annoying. But they play into each other. The yeah. extremes on the right and left. I'm like, bro, yeah. what are you doing? It's like they're just playing a game yeah. of ping pong. Going yeah. nowhere. It's, it's nuts watching it. Um, I just, yeah, I don't get it. But I guess, I don't know. Human beings are just guilty of... We just love our little, I don't know, our little, uh, we, we get stuck in ideologies and our political beliefs so hard that it becomes, 
inevitable that we're going to get all religious about it. It, it just yeah. sucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we've lost religion and we've we found a new one. That's that's what's happened. I think yeah. is politics replaced religion, and some people have always been really, you know, really uh, enthusiastic about their their religion, and others a little bit more. No, this is just a yeah. Kinda... I always find that super interesting. Is that religious? Uh, that the, it seems like you know human beings like we. It's almost like we need some form of religion. You know, we can't get away from it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Even people that say they hate religion are in a cult, basically. I'm like, all right. I, I, I was, I was that. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? I, I joked with when we had uh, uh, Katie Herzog on is I was a Christopher Hitchens style atheist, like hated anything oh. to do with religion. I thought they were all just yeah. evil and the worst thing for humanity. But then I also believed that I was a, you know, my, my body was incorrect and in that my, my soul was male and I just had to have surgeries to match my soul. Obviously I'm getting a little bit, uh, you know, mm-hmm. self-deprecating, but essentially like I believed in the whole gender woo while at the same time as, I mean, I wasn't a full-blown TRA, but I was, yeah. you know, I, I believed it. So while also condemning, you know, traditional yeah. religions, which actually have a, you know, a nice positive for society. And you were drinking the Kool-Aid a little bit. It's almost I was, like, yep. Yeah, I, to... I, I had a Kool-Aid <laughs> yeah. buzz, not so much yeah. drunk on it, but yeah. <laughs> well, thank God. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this crazy. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I'm not against religion. I just, yeah, I don't, I don't like the radical stuff. Um, That's the fundamentalists. Like, and we're seeing like fundamentalists in politics now too, right? So yep. I think that I think there's a lot of ways where the, religion and politics parallels work Mm -hmm. for that reason and and i think some of the what we're what we referred to earlier is just the radicals in movements i i see them as like the fundamentalist of a religion yeah yeah i think that's entirely accurate where they where they're willing to sacrifice humans for the for the ideology yeah sorry i was interrupting um to i I was just gonna say which is why we can't even like say anything countering what they're saying because it's a religion um pretty extreme but yeah yeah there seem to be a lot of unwritten blasphemy laws in the west right now too mm-hmm. would you say blasphemy laws yeah yeah unwritten blasphemy laws it mm-hmm. seems you know yeah yeah i uh i, I, I don't know um just just crazy but well what's next for you mars um that's a that's a good question i'm gonna record on the bullseye report when i'm done here uh that episode will post tomorrow and then tomorrow i'll probably because i'll probably be too tired today tomorrow i'll work on my next video uh i've been really wanting to do a video on like uh stereotypes or gender non-conforming probably it'll end up a whole video um just talking about what gender non-conforming is and stereotypes and how much it ties into like the gender, th- the uh, trans thing. Um, okay. But yeah, that that's uh, essentially it. Been really trying to do just like I said, dumb skits uh, once a week. Uh, really helps me uh, not take life so serious. Because yeah, but no, that's that's. What about you guys? A lot more of this. Yeah. 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 Yep. Uh, yep. Getting more of the getting more of the um, our short videos out. Um, meeting with Cynthia this evening to go over the storyboards for the uh, oh nice yeah the latest video um yeah, those are good by the way um I saw that I know it wasn't with you but I saw Xander did one of those uh for a different channel for fair uh, affair yeah and it yeah. was I think those are really useful like a 
quick five minute thing, mm -hmm. especially with uh, everyone's time, the attention span. Yeah, uh, but but those are good. Um, there's a there's actually there's a lot of like trans one on one videos on YouTube from uh, you know very popular YouTubers. So so when you put these clips out, like that's kind of what my brain goes to is like this is kind of like in a way trans one on one stuff, but you're sticking to the facts. So I think that's a I think that's a good idea. I should keep put, pushing those out. Yeah, yeah. I think the only people who are going to want to tune into an hour and a half of this kind of conversation are the people who are already kind of woken up, you know, already kind of know what, what's going on. And yeah. Uh, yeah, but yeah, those those short videos are much easier to share. They can yeah uh, reach yeah, a, a broader, broader palette. Yeah. 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 Who's going to sit here and listen to me? <laughs> no i think i think your your episode from last year was like one of our most popular so really? i think yeah 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 well <laughs> for the right reasons because remember <laughs> yeah I, th I think besides that besides yeah that. i was like that episode ended up uh yeah no i mean it was a good conversation honestly uh, yeah. probably one of uh one of the better interviews that I, that uh i've had and i and i mean that as far as like the way you guys carried it it was really really good that episode um and uh, talking to uh, Karina Cohen, like that, <laughs> that one mm. actually was one of my favorites um, because uh, she was, she was, she, I find her really funny. So she's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I'm like, yeah. So those are, those are two, two good episodes. Um, but yeah, no, it's great. Uh, keep doing what you're doing. Uh, Cause like I said, uh, it does, it does make a difference. People will constantly say it doesn't, but it does. And I know you know that because some comments you get are yeah. from random, like people that, artists forward to and they're like oh man i wish this was around when i was thinking about transitioning or whatever so it yeah. does matter a lot yeah yeah thank you and yours as well thanks. obviously thanks as much as we can get out here yeah but yeah sure. thank thank you so much for being here mars yeah, th thanks great. for having me yeah i'm sure uh, i'll have to talk to you guys soon yeah, my yeah. Channel, maybe it was great Take to talk easy. to you again peace Take care. thanks for joining us for this episode of the transparency podcast if you enjoy our content, please help out our algorithm by hitting like or subscribe. If you'd like to make a donation, follow the link to our PayPal account. On behalf of the Gender Dysphoria Alliance, thanks for your support. <laughs>